0: Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, Stephanie. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. coming. I When do we start? Hey, welcome back.
1: It's... The, it's almost the leap day episode
0: this one's my fault for being a day late you know i appreciate. I, it, yeah. I think this is the second time it's been my fault it's true i just didn't feel well yesterday that's that's, that's the okay answer. Yeah. i just didn't feel well and i didn't want to do it and if we did it it would have been a terrible show because i would have been like Argh. oh god i don't want to be here <laughs> so I, yeah i just didn't feel well yesterday that's the reason we're a day late all right i don't know if you call that an excuse or what the fuck you want to call it but yeah i just i didn't feel well so that's why we didn't do it yesterday but we're here today well i'm glad that we're here and I'm here to um, immediately yell at things. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> I, I guess we'll start with an oldie because uh, we are coming up on it uh, in the month of March, where we're going to go to the movies three times, which I'm kind of annoyed about, to be honest. <laughs> like so, I, I, I'm so mad, is my wallet. I'm mad we're going three times because that's just a lot in March. Uh, but I thought, okay, well, I just watched Kong versus or Godzilla versus Kong, however you, whatever order that went in. I only watched it that one time during mm-hmm. the pandemic. I haven't seen it since. I don't remember what my opinion was. I feel like it was middling, but I rewatched it for the first time, which, you know, if I'm only rewatching a Kong movie for the first time in a couple of years, that kind of tells you a lot because I fucking love Kong. You are a huge Kong. Man. Um, it's such a boring, nonsense movie. <laughs> I was so bored. Oh my god! It's just non—it's just colorful nonsense, and it's not even interesting or fun nonsense. It- it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. So I hope the sequel is better because oh my god, I had a I had a really terrible time.
1: And you're making me go to see it?
0: <sighs> I th- I think I'm legally contracted to go see any Kong movie. Uh, but I'm not. <laughs> okay, just saying. I had a bad time though, man. It's not a good movie. I'm sorry. I don't know. I- have you ever rewatched it since we saw it that? One time during the pandemic. Nope, can't say that I have. Yeah, I revisited it. Well, first I was gonna go like, oh, I don't think I've like maybe I saw uh, Godzilla King of Monsters twice. I don't think I did. But I was my original thought was, oh, I'm gonna go rewatch this because I don't think I've seen it since the first time. Well, it's not available on Max. Is that you the know, one that Warner Brothers movie? Is that the one where they destroy Boston? Yeah, that's the one where they just blow up Boston. Okay. Yeah, then, yeah,
1: that's about all I remember from it.
0: Yeah, I was like, I haven't seen this since it came out went to go watch it oh like it's coming soon i'm like motherfuckers you own this movie yeah well well, couldn't watch it so i watched the next one. And, oh god boring and bad like my opinion has uh probably decreased since what well, we saw it during the pandemic but also because we didn't watch this for the show aquaman 2 or aquaman the lost kingdom came out on max
1: oh did it that shows how much i was paying attention
0: the first one is fun, I think. I think I was drunk the one and only time I watched it, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> to be honest.
1: You're, it seems like your recollection of movies is going by the wayside as
0: you. Well, th- that's an honest. Uh, I remember, like, you know, it made the most money out of, like, all the DC movies. People liked it. It was like, yeah, I, I saw that one time. And I watched the sequel. Boy, is it bad. Not good? Oh, my God. It, it's a mess. It's a just absolute top-to-bottom mess. Although, like. Like not entirely. Yeah, uh, Jason Momoa is fun. Patrick Wilson is fun. Like they have a good rapport, but it cannot save how much of a mess that movie is. I'm so glad we didn't pay to see it in theaters. The original Aquaman or the Aquaman Two? Aquaman Two.
1: Ah, excellent. That's two more Aquaman movies than
0: I've ever seen. Aquaman One. I'm kind of sad we didn't see in theaters because you know I I had a uh, a drunken good time. Good for you. But Aquaman Two, sober as a judge and bored as hell. Or Aquaman Two, electric boogaloo. Mm no not not a good movie Not a not at all i'm sorry me too um and you know my wife came in and she's like she's asking me all these questions about the movie she's like well what is this what is this what is this i'm like yeah they haven't explained any of that yeah. I, I don't have good answers for you it was a bad movie the hand waving yeah uh for the end of the dceu um <laughs> well it's over the
1: dc ended universe yeah
0: it it, it ain't good <laughs> Was there a post credit scene? There was. And oh. It involved um Patrick Wilson putting a cockroach on a cheeseburger and eating it. Hey. Which fiber. feels like a apt metaphor.
1: Well, there we go. Cheeseburgers are delicious,
0: but when you put a cockroach on them, it takes away. Yeah. Oh boy. Like, wow, that's how we end this franchise with someone just like chowing down on a cockroach in a cheeseburger. Very appropriate, but yeah, not a not a good movie. I had a I had a bad time. I'm sorry. <laughs> but
1: hopefully you have a better time with the next movie we go to see.
0: Yeah, because it's Dune Week. Yes, next week is Dune Week. Well, it's tomorrow yes. for us, or today for most of you listening. It's Dune Week. Write mm. a sandworm popcorn bucket to, I don't know, hopefully it's good. I, all the reviews have been great, so I, I can't imagine like my opinion is going to be like, ooh, this is a bad movie. I well, imagine I'm going to like it.
1: Well, we're going to see Dune on the big screen, because last time we saw Dune, it was on your 43-inch TV. Actually, no, it was on I, my 43 inch TV, and you watched it on your TV at home. We watched it separately.
0: I have no idea what size my TV is, and I just bought it a couple of months ago.
1: That's a you thing. Uh-huh. One should know the size of their TV.
0: I know. Size doesn't matter, baby. It's just how you use exactly. it. Exactly. I got that sweet, you know, that sweet sound. Mm. Mm. That 4K picture.
1: Yeah. For all the 4K media you don't own.
0: <laughs> what are you talking about?
1: Actually, you own a lot of 4K media.
0: I don't own that much. There's some movies I'm like, I'm sick of purchasing you. This is like the sixth time I've bought you between like you know i
1: can't remember the last time i bought an actual physical like movie disc uh
0: i i still do i mean you know i'm going from like Betamax to 4k so there's some stuff i've seen a number of times i can imagine <laughs> yes <laughs> to be fair the Betamax wasn't my money so for my personal purchases vhs to 4k
1: the gambit magnetic to digital
0: run it all baby mm. all right uh what do we got going on this week we're going to be talking the news of the week to be honest not that much uh weird comics facts sports reports we got a lot to talk about with our movie and i will explain why we are doing our movie
1: i can't wait oh
0: my god because i haven't actually told you have i
1: no you didn't you just said here watch this and i watch it and i go wow there were a lot of drugs involved so good i just i can't wait to talk yo ho
0: (laughs) and your questions by the way did you uh get the get your answers ready? i
1: do have my answer ready. oh
0: so i that's what i get for prepping you ahead of time i know i'm ready to go all right, so let's just dive in from there into the news.
1: Before we get started,
0: does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Rumors this week, but we're just going to, I'm going to call this one fact. The Fleetwood Mac album? I hate Fleetwood Mac. Oh, okay. I, I deeply, deeply hate Fleetwood Mac. Oh, well, that's your loss. I really, it's one of my least favorite bands of all time. As far as popular bands. Do you like Fleetwood Mac? I like Fleetwood it's Mac. Okay, if you do, yeah, it's okay. I do. but Yeah. You know, thunder only comes when it's raining. Of fucking course it does.
1: Well, I mean, also, Riders on the Storm has
0: rain in the background. How do you, you know, just saying. I I don't like Fleetwood Mac. It's just one of those bands that just, like, grates on my ears. It's like. Would you rather listen to an hour of Creed or an hour of Fleetwood Mac? I I don't know. Oh, (laughs) I remember this uh, one time. We were uh, were going to a mountain. You ski, I snowboard. Oh, I didn't this year because my calf is a disaster old man calf but i remember we were driving and i didn't know what was coming on and abba came on and like i didn't even recognize that it was abba because i don't like abba and don't listen to abba and my entire body like fully convulsed and then you just started cackling because you knew it was abba yep (laughs) i didn't know what it was i was just like oh god what's that terrible noise i'm like swedish pop (laughs) abba (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember that? I it was planned. <laughs> was it? Yes. Planned? Oh my god! I it was hate. a sneak attack. I, I also hate ABBA. Yeah, I know. That's why I <laughs> played it. I, I, just like it was a full convulsion. I was like, "Uh, disgusting." You pretty much. What seized. is this? You had a seizure. <laughs> Anywho, unrelated to all of that. Yes, there is a rumor, which let, let's just call it for what it is, that there's going to be a new DC animated movie coming. What we don't know is if it's going to be a you know direct to screaming direct to video or if it's going to get a theatrical release, of Jurassic League, which is based off of a recent DC Comics run where it's the Justice League, but they're dinosaurs. Okay, sure. Why not? Which will be produced by James Gunn and written by Brian Lynch, who is uh, one of my favorite comics writers of all time. For his more like mainstream stuff, uh, he wrote Minions, Secret Life of Pets, uh, Puss in Boots. Puss in Boots. But he's a fantastic comic writer. Uh, one of my favorites, if you listen to the Buffy back issue bin, I have been very effusive of, just, you know, I like his stuff and I've, you know, I've met him and <laughs> also like, you know, I've, I've had like a real life conversation we've talked, you know, a bit on Twitter or whatnot, but he's really good. He has a really, he has a good sense of fun and being able to kind of make that work. I have not read the Jurassic league comic yet. Uh, it might be in my mailbox right now though, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, Probably. Well, I mean, I, I I bought it. Now that it's in graphic novel form, and we will eventually do that comic. I can't wait to do it because it's you know it's dinosaurs, but this is the Justice League. So why the hell not? I like James Gunn. I like Brian Lynch. You Seems like, like dinosaurs? I do. Who doesn't like dinosaurs? It's a good combination of stuff. And I hope that this rumor is true. And if not, that's a bummer. But yeah, Jurassic League animated movie coming, and also if it's a theatrical thing, I hope it's a theatrical thing because then if it is, that like, you know, get get a couple extra bucks in there yeah sign me up versus cool. just the animated dc stuff to be fair not like the animated dc stuff is some of it's good i am not i don't want to take away from that but if it gets a little extra attention that's a positive thing and i hope that's where we're leading but as for right now it is uh purely a rumor but a likely rumor that i hope is true uh with dune 2 coming out this week mm. denny Villeneuve. not to be confused with jacques Villeneuve. no
1: don't think that was happening I don't know who that is. Me either, but remember one time I called it Jacques Villeneuve? I don't. That was when we did the 1980s dune a couple weeks ago. Oh. Oh, yeah. So, yes, very recently. Wow. So, really, maybe your memory is struggling here.
0: Do you know podcasts I've edited for this show? It's over 400. It's true. I don't remember every word we've right said. Now. Yes. Danny Villeneuve uh, was talking about uh, the state of films and talking about dialogue he said frankly i hate dialogue dialogue is for theater and television i don't remember movies because of a good line i remember movies because of a strong image i'm not interested in dialogue at all pure image and sound that's the power of cinema but it is something not obvious uh, when you watch movies today movies have been corrupted by television then he was asked, like, is this because of, like, the golden age of TV? Kind of talking like that, you know, like, late 2000s, like, Breaking Bad era kind mm. of stuff. He said, yeah. yeah. In a perfect world, I'd make a compelling movie that doesn't feel like an experiment, but doesn't have a single word in it. Uh, people would leave the cinema and say, wait, there was no dialogue. They won't feel the lack. I disagree with this sentiment. I mean, yes, I you know, a strong script, I think, is um, a good basis for any movie. I do believe scripts scripts drive TV more than... They do movies. I think that's a definite thing. And I agree with also Denny Villeneuve movies. Like, he is a very visually focused director. Mm. Absolutely. And when I think about Denny Villeneuve movies, if I think about Arrival, if I think about Blade Runner 2049, like, stuff like that. Like, the first thing that comes to mind are the visuals. I 100% agree with them, But I, I, I disagree with the sentiment in general. But also, like, not every movie has to be the same. No. And I, I think that's kind of the fun of the medium is... The stuff that's good is going to be good, and it might be good for different reasons. I'm not going to chastise him for it, but I don't agree with him 100%.
1: Very much, He sounds like he's very much show, don't tell, which you know i think is important in movies sometimes they get bogged down well, I mean, with did too you much see arrival i did not see arrival oh
0: man that that's a bummer because that is
1: is that the one where the aliens are trying to figure out the language with the
0: aliens uh yeah that's um amy adams is yes i've seen a couple of clips of it man it yeah that that's a movie that very much relies very heavily on visuals and it, it's a gorgeous movie and i love it and it's communicated very well i i understand what he's saying for his stuff there's a lot of like auteur stuff that might lead in that direction but i i don't fully agree with this by any stretch and especially over like what movies have been since i don't know the creation of movies like yeah sometimes a line is the thing that like kills it like mm. i don't know I, I don't know why this is the example i'm going to but like think of casablanca what are the things that like knock you out about casablanca it's about five different lines oh yeah just like, like that are that of are all the
1: gin joints in the world you had to walk into mine
0: yeah it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship yes and you know, like or, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going with like old movies, but like, think about like movies, Like, frankly, dear, I don't give a damn. Like, sometimes a line is what knocks you out in a movie, and sometimes it's a visual. And Denny Villeneuve movies are definitely the ones that are going to hit you with the visual. Mm. I don't know. Uh, I, I saw a lot of discourse on this, which is I wanted to bring up. I don't fully agree with it, but you know, for his style of movies, which, by the way, are some of the best movies out there today, like, unequivocally, I, I get where he's coming from, but I don't fully agree with it. All right. Fair enough. Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> You're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean,
1: I, clear that they're gonna. I got big the chase vibes. The Star Trek episode, the chase when they're like going all over trying to find. Oh, sorry, them. I was
0: still talking about the Villainous. But yeah, uh, oh. I, I was, but yes, uh, Star Trek Discovery season five had its uh, trailer for the final season.
1: It looks like they're going on a treasure hunt to find the greatest power in the universe. Watch it be life. Why does God
0: need a spaceship? <laughs> oh God, that's just the worst movie. <laughs> Oh my god, that's such a terrible movie. I'm glad the show is ending. I've enjoyed it. If people don't like it, I hear you 100. It is not my favorite Trek thing, but I don't dislike it either. It's it's reinvented itself a number of times. If they can make it through like one episode without people getting like real big eyes and like getting like real glassy, and I'm like, I'll be grateful if I can get one episode of that. Wow, I ain't, I ain't getting it though. I guarantee you. Do you feel cause... like you're
1: gonna be very very misty?
0: No, they are. That's every episode. Everyone just like stares at each other like these, like big, wide-eyed, glassy stares. I, but I mean, I like the show. But if people don't like it, I hear you. Like, it's not the best track. It's not my favorite track. But you know, I'm not sad that it happened. I'm still a little put off that they just like said, "Oh yeah, the Federation fucking blew up and failed." Oh well, <laughs> so that's a bummer. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I'm glad this is the end. And I mean that in a positive way. Um, like it, it looks visually fine. I th- like it looks like it'll be fun. I don't think there was another season in this show, and I think five. Five is the new seven. I think for TV. Yeah, this this works. I I totally accept this as the end. I hope it ends on a strong note. I hope I can eventually learn the names of all the bridge crew because I I, I know I've said this before, but like this is like the first like Trek show that doesn't like focus on the the bridge crew. It focuses on like one or two characters and some like you know other characters on the side i still don't know the, all the names of the bridge crew and they've been there for this entire show is like yeah that one him yeah basically I, I could maybe name you half of the main cast and going into the final season of a show especially like a Trek show that's not good w- that's weird right that i just a little bit yeah i'm, I'm literally not aware of who these people are that's <laughs> a little bit yes i would say that it's a like, Yeah, there's Detmir and that guy over there, and that one over there, and I don't really know what that one does.
1: No, he just exists.
0: (laughs) That's kind of Star Trek discovery, though.
1: Maybe Uh, the discovery is you have to discover what it is that they do.
0: You know, it's a different take on Trek, and I'm not going to fault it for that, and I appreciate the show has been able to reinvent itself multiple times to try and do different things. It's probably, I don't know. It's interesting, though, because we're kind of, not to use like marvel terminology but it feels like and this has been going on for a while it feels like the end of the first phase of trek shows to a point not everything mm-hmm. like discovery is coming to an end picard has come to an end uh, lower decks is uh, pretty deep into its run it feels like i don't know like strange new worlds and we have this like starfleet academy show and the michelle yo movie coming. it almost feels like we're going into like this second phase of trek shows And I don't know how it's going to work, which is not a negative. It's just literally, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I hope Discovery ends on a bang. I know not everyone likes it. I get why you don't like it. But I've enjoyed, you know, I've enjoyed the ride for its ups and downs, I guess. Well, good.
1: I mean, I haven't really seen it, so I can't speak to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, you saw those first two episodes. You're like, I'm out. Yep, I was like, <laughs> mm, nope, too much work. And also, like, I know we've talked about like, oh, like, what's a good like jumping on point for Trek? It ain't Discovery. No, because like, it, it's
1: so far it, removed from the main timeline.
0: You know, it just it's different enough that I, you know, if you're into Trek, you've been on for the ride, like totally. But I, I would not consider this like a good jumping on point, which uh, I think the show was kind of designed to be that, and I, I don't think it ever succeeded in that, right? But. I hope this last season is good.
1: Well, there you go. It's good to have hope.
0: <laughs> Frasier season two, or however many seasons there are, has been renewed again. Oh, well, there you go. Something it's scrambled eggs. <laughs> Talk salad and scrambled eggs. That's
1: it. Yes, that one. I never really watched Frasier either. Do you watch Cheers at all? Yes, very much so. So I know who Frasier Crane is. I know it was a spinoff from Cheers.
0: Yeah, Um, I've seen some of the reboot because my wife likes Cheers and she likes Frasier. And I i don't know. I maybe got half the episodes. Oh i thought you were a big fraser guy no never no you Um, were more of a
1: seinfeld guy oh
0: 100 percent 100 that was my nbc comedy there you go fuck friends well i mean sometimes growing up people have those (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i mean i've you know i saw like maybe half the episodes just because if i was in the room kind of deal of the reboot season one it's very much struck me as shows like this don't really exist anymore It, it feels so 90s
1: do we have any? Are we going to get any cameos from Cheers cast members?
0: Uh, Lilith was in there. Oh, okay, and that was it. Oh, Roz was in there, but she was a Frasier character. No Norm. No. Uh, that was the
1: best part of every episode of Cheers. Every episode of Cheers. When we came in and ordered a beer, the different ways that you ordered beer.
0: No. Oh. Yeah. I whatever. Can keep it going. Like people love this stuff. It the sitcom feels like it came right out of like nineteen ninety five which you know i can't blame it for it's what it is well, whatever
1: that i saw like if back to the future were made today marty mcfly would be only traveling back as far as like 1994
0: you tell us about how great jurassic park was a year ago
1: yeah that's also true
0: <laughs> you guys see that movie with dinosaurs
1: we still don't have hoverboards yet
0: uh sad news comedian and Kirby enthusiasm actor richard lewis passed away today oh that's sad at the age of 76 after being diagnosed with parkinson's wow yeah that's a bummer and he's in the final season of curb he's in there for uh i believe we're part of the way into the last season of curb he said he was going to be in there for two episodes we've seen one of them but i mean he was a great stand-up he was you know just fucking hilarious yeah and i mean 76 isn't the youngest but it's not that old either so you know it's just well
1: i'm only 37 years away from it so i'd like it to be not old
0: yeah, it's just a bummer. He was a great stand-up. I mean, he's had a career and stuff outside of Curb as well, but, I mean, that's, you know, the thing I think he's been best known for the last, like, 20-ish years. Yeah, just sucks. Bet Midler was the one to break the news.
1: Hmm. Not 100% sure the connection there, but I'm sure there I, is I, I think one.
0: just, you know, comedians coming up at the same time kind of deal. Yeah, probably. I would say that. I don't know. I, I don't have anything profound to say. It's just, it sucks. He's He was really good. He was really funny yep and 76 is i don't know the shitty age to go
1: it is i don't think there's a good age to go
0: i don't know i think if you hit like over 85 it's fine
1: i'd love to get to 85 hell yeah i wouldn't that means i'm not halfway done life yet
0: (laughs) you're so close to middle age (sighs) fuck (laughs) ah what else happened this week the John Wick spinoff Ballerina has been delayed by a year. And okay. uh, Winston star Ian McShane has some stuff to say about it. Because He
1: said the Continental was just a cash crap.
0: Yeah, he did. Well, he, he said more about
1: that. Oh, well. I just got the highlights of it.
0: When asked about the delay, he said, it's not reshoots. It's new shoots. They're shooting Ballerina, which is a spinoff with Ana de Armas of the John Wick franchise. You know, it's like they've got to protect the franchise. Obviously, I did it. When was it? We did it about a year ago. We did the movie Ballerina and they've looked at it and Chad Shazwick comes in, the guy who directed the John Wick movies and wanted to make it better because they have to protect it because Keanu's in it as well. And it takes place between John Wick 3 and 4. Then talking about the Continental, he said, why would I see the Continental? They never asked any about it. They just went and did it. Yeah, they went and did it without asking me and Keanu about it. We both went, I don't know, you never asked us about it. All right, just well, there you continuously go. shitting on the Continental, which I watched and sucks.
1: I did not watch it. Yeah, well, you you did good. All right, thank you.
0: You know that's not a. I, I also love Ian McShane. He's just like I don't give a fuck. What are you gonna do? Nothing really. He's like I'm Winston. Yeah, he's greatest Winston. <laughs> he just talks about this, these movies. He's like, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. So we'll see. Uh, ballerina getting kicked back a year. Not a good sign. Not at all. We'll see. I guess I don't know. I I personally am not a. I like Ana de Armas, though. Like, she's fun. Like, she's, like, for the stuff that I've seen her in, like, I like it when she pops up. She's she's good, and she's good at action. I'm basing this off of the last Bond movie. Like, she popped in for, like, ten minutes, and she's great in it. And in another stuff, like, I, I enjoy her as an actress, but I also like that Ian Machane just doesn't give a shit. He's like, yeah, fuck it, it's awful. So we'll see. All right, that's the news. We're going to move on from there to weird comics facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm gonna make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. Since we are talking the Batman 1966 movie, mm. let me hit you with some Batman TV facts and some of the movie facts. Pow! Ka-ching! Well, do you wanna know how the movie came? Or not the movie. Do you wanna know how the TV show came to be?
1: Uh, yes, I do.
0: We may remember. I've talked about this before. I don't remember the weird comics facts I've done. The show came into fruition uh, through Hugh Hefner. What? At the Playboy Mansion, because before the Batman '66 show, uh, there were two movie serials of Batman, which mm-hmm. are not very good. Like, don't really seek them out. They're they're not that fun. All right, but they used to play them at the Playboy Mansion. Hugh Hefner fucking loved comics. That was mm-hmm. one of his things.
1: Are you saying you're a modern day Hugh Hefner? <laughs> no. Oh,
0: I don't wear that many robes. Oh, but they. Used- but you like comics. <laughs> but they used to play the Batman TV serials at the Playboy Mansion. And, like, it would get, like, these big laughs and these big reactions. Like, the, the bunnies and Hugh and all these other people would just love watching these serials. And that involved, like, someone going to the mansion watching this and calling up what would be the eventual producer of Batman, uh, Bill Dozier, and saying, like, hey, I think we, there might be an idea here. And that's what led to the creation of the Batman show in 1966. Ah. I'll throw another random one at you. Uh, right now, uh, we we're going to talk about the uh, Penguin Sub
1: yeah, the one that he got that was a surplus sub that he just bought from the government. Um, I'm not spoiling anything. This movie's been out since 1966.
0: But one of because one of them came up to auction about a year ago. There's another one up right now. Oh. So if you want to buy the Penguin sub, the minimum bid is going to be $5,000. It is gonna go- going up to auction next month. Yo-ho! Yes, yo-ho. I don't know. There's some weird Batman TV facts. I threw in a weird auction movie fact. I like it. A little bit of everything so from parties with playboy bunnies to sports i don't have one for this no <laughs> no you, don't you know really where... don't
1: you tried um to dance from, squads or from batman to batter up because it's spring training
0: short there we go all right it's time for jared sports sports he's running down the middle by the 50 he's at the 30 Bare tested the guy is drunk but there he goes oh and they tackle him at the 40 yard line it's time for another jared sports report
1: Yeah, spring training's going on. Uh, Not much to talk about there. I mean, I don't really dove in too deeply to that. The big thing I care about is two things. Number one, the NFL Combine this weekend. Patriots uh, are going to be meeting with several top-tier players from the draft. Interesting news. uh, Former Patriots backup Brian Hoyer says that the Patriots should stick with Mac Jones. Just get him some weapons. Uh, Alex Van Pelt, the new Patriots offensive coordinator, in his press conference at the Combine said they needed to, quote, weaponize the offense. So that's always encouraging when the new offensive coordinator says, I don't really have toys to play with here. So (laughs) we'll see uh, what happens there. But the NFL Combine this weekend leading up to the NFL draft in April. Plus, you've also got uh, 40 days from the day of recording. The Masters is coming up. So golf season's right around Hmm. the corner. That's exciting to me. Tim, Wakefield, uh, Tim Wakefield's wife has passed away um, not too long after he had recently passed away as well. So really just another uh, tough blow for the Wakefield family, obviously thinking about them uh, yeah. during these times. It's uh,
0: No one wants that. No,
1: no, nobody wants it. It's no fun. Uh, episodes three and four of The Dynasty came out uh, about the New England Patriots. This one covered their first Super Bowl win, and it also covered Spygate. Uh, they kind of skip over... The uh, 2003 and 2004 Super Bowls, they kind of gloss over them just a little bit. People are saying it's really not making Bill Belichick look out to be very good. In fact, uh, there's one line in there where Robert Kraft said, I told him he was a schmuck. So. Actually, I said, you're a real schmuck, I believe was his quote. So interesting thoughts on that. New episodes come out every Friday. I will continue to update you on it. I love it. I'm a, I've am a. always been a huge New England Patriots fan. What? To see different uh, angles, different thoughts, different things behind all of it and the history of the, the the dynasty, really, really good. But people are upset that they skipped over the longest regular season winning streak in NFL history, 21 straight games. They just kind of gloss over that just a little bit.
0: Like, there's only so much time in a day. Like, I, I just finished up Patrick Stewart's 10 episodes. And the amount of time he spends talking about Star Trek, he's like, here's the first two episodes of season one. And then we were done. And yeah. then we did movies. And then we were done. I was like, yeah. Well, there we go. That's a limited amount of time. I sort of fucked up about the Royal Shakespeare Company, but.
1: Oh, I mean, you know, that was his formative.
0: Trek time is yeah. uh, limited.
1: So uh, I believe that's. Uh, oh, yeah. The Bruins had a West Coast trip. Five straight games that all went to overtime. And they only won like two of them, I think. So it wasn't not, was not a great West coast trip for the Bruins, but they made it happen. So there you go. There's your Jared's sports
0: reports up to Zach's NBA update. It is just looking at the standings, uh, the Celtics leading the East, unless there's like a massive collapse in the next 24 games. And there's not going to be, they're going to come out on top in the East and they're going to have home court advantage. If they make it to the finals, we'll call it an if even, you know, you know how I feel about that. Yes. Um, so that's looking good. Uh, the West, the top four, is still like a massive, like insane race. Like I, no one knows how it's going to land, but we'll see how the top four goes. Uh, Philly, God, they need Embiid. They just keep slipping. Mm. the The big story of this week, which was not a nationally televised game, so I didn't get to see it, was Max Struess winning uh, a buzzer beater for Cleveland with a fifty nine foot three pointer. <laughs> There was a swish. That's lengthy. Did you see that clip? I did. It's insane like yeah. I, you know it, it wasn't a national game I didn't get to see it. I don't have a league pass. I you know I get I get the local stuff so Stingy. I get to, so I get to see all the Boston stuff and I just watch the national games but it was, like you know that was basically the news of the week is like look at this shot that Max Struse made. 59 footer. That guy that the Celtics, you know, they they let uh, they signed him and let him go. Like, oh, you can get fifty k. You know, you go over there. Good for you. Like, we're going to give you a little bit of money, aren't we? So generous. And he has just made himself mm. a career. Fifty nine footer buzzer beater, though. That's insane.
1: That's incredibly insane.
0: It's going to be like that's one of those like highlight shots you're just going to see for a million years. It's never going away. I'm not going to be around for a million years. No, well, you know, two years you'll see it. All right, perfect.
1: <laughs> works. I mean, I hope I'm around for longer than two years, but certainly works on my timeline.
0: <laughs> crazy shot though i mean we we don't know what's going on in the west like it, it's so tight and like the middle of the east is you know a toss-up yeah um that's it all right there we go that's the basket yeah playoffs are looming they are like 24 25 games left for everyone yeah we're on the downhill swing right now it's all just coming out on top though it's gonna be good mm. all right uh we're gonna move on from there to our topic this week batman the movie from 1966
1: no 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 Batman. Yep, now we're going into it.
0: Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. It's time for an editor's note podcast review. Alright, I'm gonna tell you right now why we're doing this. Okay, please do. In April. I have been wanting to do this for a while. Uh we are going to do in April. Um maybe May. We'll see. Okay, well, there's a Well, I I don't wanna I don't like doubling down on like, the same thing too much in a row, even though we were literally doing two Batman episodes in a row. We are going to do a definitive ranking of every theatrical released Batman. So, from stuff, you know, we're going to be going from Ready Player One to Batman 1989. Oh, wow. We are going to knock this out. We're not going to do any of this, like, tier bullshit. We're not going to go on with two different lists. We are going to hammer out a mm. list of the best theatrically released. So, that includes animated movies. The Flash and the Flash. I, I said Ready Player One, so if I'm including that, we're going to. That's <laughs> a good point. The Flash. We're going to hammer this out, and we're going to do every theatrically released Batman movie in probably April, maybe May, but oh, I'm hoping I'm for April. But you haven't seen every Batman movie, no.
1: So you're feeding me some Batman. movies. So I got to feed
0: you this one. We got to do the Lego Batman. I'm already movie. putting
1: Batman and Robin at the top of the list.
0: Well, here's the thing about this: I think we are going to have big fight, fairly different opinions. If I had to guess and i hope we do because that's gonna you know make for a better episode than mm. just like yeah we we all agree on this look i'll tell you right now uh ready player one bottom of the list because batman's in there for like five seconds uh, okay <laughs> but you know when we start building out beyond that i i think we're going to have a contentious episode which is also why i need to start like you know lay my groundwork now of like here are my arguments
1: yes we should have some sort of whiteboard we should have some sort of oh, thing to
0: i gotta I, i've honestly been thinking about this episode for Probably way longer than I should have been. Like, this occupies too much of my brain space.
1: (laughs) Well, there you go.
0: (laughs) So that's what we're doing. I I, got to build you up. So I think the only other theatrical Batman movie you haven't seen is Lego Batman. I have not seen Lego Batman. That is correct. Have you you seen every other theatrical Batman? Uh, Maybe. I have to do an inventory. Because, you know, like the 90s the 80s to 90s ones like you saw like those four yeah i saw
1: like, both tim burton batman's i saw so like the
0: nolan ones i saw all the nolan ones obviously, obviously, like, obviously. i love the nolan ones the batman um the snyder stuff
1: the snyder stuff also
0: mask of the phantasm
1: mask of the phantasm i also saw of course batman forever batman and robin
0: well i mean yeah i said 90s yeah i so, do love
1: batman forever it
0: is a good movie it's gonna be very interesting uh, i can't wait oh <laughs> well, we got I gotta show you another movie, uh, cause I, you know, we gotta go into this right. And, yes. And, like I said, none of this tier bullshit. Like I don't so know. So really,
1: what, it's anytime Batman was in a movie that was in a theater.
0: I don't know what S means. Why is S above A? What is an S tier movie above an A tier movie? We're not doing that. We're gonna hammer out a definitive list. S
1: tier stands for special or super or the Japanese word for exemplary. So there you go.
0: Yeah, we ain't doing that. We're just gonna rank them. Yeah. So I gotta. I got to actually make sure you watch all the theatrical Batman movies, which I believe is just this in Lego Batman. All right. And I think you've seen the rest. I believe I have. Boy, we are not going to. It's it's going to be interesting. <laughs> you know, two months from now, we'll get around to it. All right.
1: Well, we have time to work I, on I, it.
0: I think I'll be sneaking that into our one month in March that isn't uh, us going to the movies. All right. That I don't want to do. My God. So many movies in March. Why are there so many movies in March? Why is March so front loaded? <laughs> for everything for this year. I think we're seeing like nine movies. A third of them are in March.
1: There are a lot of Batman theatrical releases, by the way. Actually, those are, those are just movies. I was looking. Not the theatrical No, no, not
0: Because there's a lot of animated ones. Right. We're not talking. We're not going to do Like, like Under that. the Red Hood. Um, that's a great movie. I, I really like that one. Uh-huh. We're not talking that. Okay. It's theatrical. Got you. Not live action.
1: Pick it up what you're putting down.
0: Theatrical. All right. And we're going to have... I'd like to give you my reatricals to this movie. All right. So uh, this week we're going to be talking... Also, when I say theatrical, we're not going to be counting the serials. it got to be a full theatrical. Okay, perfect. The, they're not great. I, I said that earlier today. I'm going to say it again. They're not great. So let's dive into this. I got a, a lot of notes. I see that. So do you want to give a brief summary of what the movie is, and then I can kind of dive into some of the, you know, some fun stuff.
1: All right. Well, the premise of the movie is that uh, this guy, Commodore Schliplap, Schlip, Schliplap, <laughs> Schliplap. Swap bamaloom, bam bamboom.
0: <laughs> Not
1: quite his name, but the Commodore. Yes, Commodore Sh- Schlapp. Shitlap. I-, I think you've Schlap-lap. Now you've ruined it for me. Yeah, whatever. And it's gone missing, but they find his yacht, and it's all a clever ruse because his yacht wasn't really there. And for the major rogues in the Rogues Gallery, Joker, Riddler, Penguin, and Catwoman. Are plotting to take over the world organization or whatever it's called, the UN. Yeah, they're taking much. over the UN. They're taking over the UN Security Council uh, by stealing something from the Commodore ship that is supposed to revolutionize his great invention. It's just a dehydrator. He makes instant jerky
0: powder out of people. And Batman colorful, and Robin, colorful jerky. True. Like, like hey, uh, he will take all the moisture out of you and turn mm-hmm. you into a green, a blue, a purple, a whatever. A
1: you know what that's You know what's called red powder. That that actually has a technical name. Cocaine. Cremation. (laughs) So anyway, long story short, the world's greatest detective, who is completely oblivious to things that are happening right in front of him, by the way, has to solve who's behind this. And through some shenanigans and tomfoolery, fight off all four members of this rogues gallery and save the day and the U.N. That's essentially it. Would you agree that was a pretty decent synopsis? Yeah, that's a pretty synopsis
0: quick version of the movie. Well that's what you asked for. I did indeed. So I'm gonna go back a little bit. So Batman, the TV series premieres, uh it's it's a massive hit. And it's an unexpected hit. So what ends up happening it after season one, they go immediately into production of this movie, which was not originally planned. Uh but the way it's designed is this movie is supposed to be a marketing tool for overseas markets. Mm. So this is being shown first, where you can, you know, see Batman, you see the Rogue's Gallery. Uh, and based on the theatrical success, the idea of selling the TV show to like European markets and whatnot. Uh, the other thing this movie did is that it increased the budget. So you see a lot of things for the first time. You see the Bat Cycle, you see the Bat Boat, you see the Bat copter. Like they got tricky. They're like, oh, we're, we're getting a movie budget. We're going to do all this shit. And then they were able to incorporate all those props that they spent money on mm-hmm. into the show in season two ah including
1: the foam shark that's biting batman's leg with no blood that then blows up
0: (laughs) oh fine let's talk about um aquatic creatures in this movie yes well we we can go back a little bit so uh batman the series um was produced by a number of production companies including warner brothers fox uh, a couple other odds and ends and for years up until only like within the last 10 years you couldn't get the show on any kind of home media that wasn't uh, bootlegged but you could get the movie the movie rights were much more cut and dry but all this other stuff like there were too many companies involved like too many people you know wanted a piece of the pie and it was in litigation for literally decades trying to get the rights to be able to release the show Mm -hmm. but the movie was able to be released so we uh, i think we get a lot of the more iconic moments of this entire run from this movie. And I can't tell if it's because they're iconic or because that's what was available. While this stuff did uh, live on in reruns for years and years and years, we got stuff like, you know, the shark on Batman's leg. Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Like, Yep, that was a hilarious scene. I love that scene. But, I mean, are these scenes so popular? That shark gave its life for us. But are these scenes popular because... They're that good, or are they popular because you literally couldn't get the other stuff?
1: That might be that. I don't have we an answer. Am- well, you have Batman doing the dance and he's like doing the That's the Pat
0: yeah, Bat Two C that was like an episode of like one or two. Like yes. very
1: early. You get Batman surfing against Joker. That
0: that's in season three. Yeah. Uh. but I mean these are great moments. Like I love Batman carrying the bomb. It's like, oh, there's a nun. Oh, there's a bunch of ducks. Oh, there's children like just running around. Like some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. Yeah. And then it explodes and there's no real explanation. He just pops it behind some pipes. He's like, "Here I am." Yeah, which is funny. But yeah, so for years, this was the only thing that you could readily get available. Uh, this was on VHS. This was on DVD. This was on Blu-ray. I also want to say, like, um, you watched my Blu-ray. Yes. This is a really shitty fucking look at Blu-ray.
1: No, you can really see the different, like, when something's like when they're having the fight on the sub, you can see that it's just a backdrop in a in a little pond.
0: Because oh, um, the show did eventually get released and the blu-ray of the show which i own looks incredible it's beautiful and if you compare it to the movie blu-ray and i don't know if there's been a different printing since the one that i bought but it's really flat it's a shitty looking blu-ray yeah comparatively like the show looks gorgeous and the blu-ray is it's not good it's not good blu-ray at least the one that i bought and i I don't really remember when i bought it a while ago
1: (laughs) I had to keep reminding myself while watching it that this was not meant to be a parody.
0: It's a comedy. That's the thing. It's like, you know, people you will like to use the word like camp when talking about this, which I guess you could, but I don't think about this as parody. I think about this as this comedy. That's yeah. what it is. It was never meant to be anything else. And also, I have to think about this movie and also the show in terms of... This is what Batman comics looked like. Like this, mm. the Batman comic was going to be canceled because it was doing so poorly. And if you look at Batman comics of the time, this reflects the Silver Age Batman comics. Whether or not those are good, you know, you're. I was. I, there, I there were moments I'm like, "World's greatest detective, my ass." It's a case of, you know, not all the comics uh, at this era were great. They. Like you, you just because you know something is a classic kind of Batman thing, doesn't mean yeah. they were good. But this 100% reflects the sensibilities of the time.
1: What I do enjoy about this though is it's very much over the top. Like it doesn't feel like anybody's taking it too serious. Like they're not taking it overly seriously. Like they're having fun with it. Like you know, it just it it is fun. Like you said.
0: Yeah, and I mean, also like, it's like absurd fun, but it's fun. And to be fair, like Adam West is pretty jacked. Yes. Like he's you know. Not like you know, like bulging it like every scene, like you would see, like, you know, oh, you oh, know, he was bulging
1: know. with Miss Katka,
0: <laughs> but I mean,
1: he's he's a horrible guy. alias for Catwoman, by the way.
0: Yeah, so yes, Catwoman in this movie is played by Lee Merriweather for the only time. Uh, she is replacing Julie Newmar, who you know, I, I have no issue saying like Julie Newmar is like one of the sexiest women who ever lived. Like, mm. she, oh my god, Julie Newmar, she, <laughs> she's still alive. You know, and you know, still looks fantastic for her age. But you know, like she had an incredible body.
1: I saw a picture, by the way, of Martha Stewart the other day. She's eighty-two. Thirst trap.
0: <laughs> I mean, Lee Lee Meriwether is in there, and you know, she she does a good job. I I do not like her as much. And you know, being honest, there's in my opinion, there's kind of like a descending level of Catwoman because we got Julie Noir originally, Lee Meriwether, and then Eartha Kitt, and. You know, I, I kind of like them in descending order, but they all do good. Like, none of them yeah. are bad. Like, I like Eartha Kitt's thing, too. And, like, she also gets, like, uh, some of the fun. Um, you don't get a – it only happens rarely in the show where you get to have uh, multiple villains crossover. Like, she gets to do a really – Eartha Kit gets to do a really fun one with Caesar Romero with the two of them crossing over. But, you know, Julie Newmar is, you know, an incredible Catwoman. Also, I don't think anyone should go into the water in this world yeah it's never good in the water it's like yeah like you were talking about like you know that shark that fame like that rubber shark that's on batman's leg and he's punching it then it goes into the water and it explodes but like anything that goes into the water in this movie explodes. Doesn't, yeah it's not good hard to get wet And yeah, it's like yeah like what another shark just like f- swims in front of a missile yeah and, and batman's like well thank god he sacrificed himself robin
1: Yes. I love how he mansplains things to Robin. Like, yes, Robin, there are some people that are just not equipped for this.
0: This movie also is, like, super anti-booze like booze while everyone is sucking down a cigarette in that, every other scene. That's true. The Penguin rips butts the entire time. What's funny is Burgess Meredith wasn't because he had quit smoking. Yeah. So this this isn't just a movie. This is the show. Uh, he had quit smoking, so the Penguin, they had him, like, doing that, like, long, uh, like, Hunter S. Thompson like cigarette holder thing yeah so when you see him talking he is intentionally not inhaling the smoke but he also has my favorite line of the movie which i i will you know bet dollars to donuts is an improv line like, oh yes they have that um the dehydrator thing that which they dehydrate like minions before they try it on the un which also all those minions die so a bunch of fucking people die in this movie <laughs> yeah, which i think it's, it's hilarious
1: i love the bar brawl too they just like when they first go to that little sea shanty bar Everyone's dressed like pirates, and they're fighting or making out in that bar.
0: <laughs> but Mer- Burgess Meredith as the Penguin, like they dehydrate everyone and they put them into test tubes so they can rehydrate them later to yeah. spring on Batman. And I swear to God, this must be an improv line because it feels so out of place. And just like at the end of the scene, he just goes, "They all have mothers," so, <laughs> it's just so fucking funny. It was good. I mean, that was that was a funny line. Uh, I love it so much.
1: It's just oh. It gives me newfound appreciation, too, for, like, how the Adam West character in Family Guy was definitely just, like, a the aloofness of his Batman character, just in mere form.
0: Some fun stuff about, like, something weird that, like, really bugs me about this movie is, well, like, when they use some, the show recycle shots constantly, like, oh, they're going into the Batmobile, okay, we're going to reuse that shot, oh, yeah. like, they're in front of... City Hall, they're going to reuse that shot, but they reuse some of those shots in the movie. I'm like, Yes, Jesus Christ, guys. Like, they, they also introduced some shots in this movie that get then put into the show that weren't there before, but it's like, Come on, we don't need to reuse those. But my favorite is Burt Ward's, uh, the guy who played Robin, his stunt double, who was about 45 <laughs> when Bert Ward's like 18, 19, and about twice his size, and how often they used him. And just like in shots that you wouldn't even consider, like one of my favorite ones is like, Batman and Robin are running through a crowd. I'm like, that is a 45-year-old man back yeah. there. Like, why didn't they just get Burt Ward for this like weird insert shot? I'm getting a stitch, a stitch in time that may save nine. But I mean, there's I love the props. I I mean, I love all the actors. I I love these villains like uh Burgess Meredith is great. I love Frank Gorshin as the Riddler. Like he has great energy. caesar Romero, yes, not shaving his mustache is great. Lee Meriwether. I mean, she's not Julie Newmar, but she's still really fucking good. Nice. Thing, I mean, but aren't they? Aren't they just good? I mean, well, I mean, you you can have your own opinion, I guess.
1: I mean, this movie was, I just was like, this is so absurd, and it was like, it it's like it was different because it's not the Batman I'm um, like used to, like the brooding Batman, but it was like, but that was the Batman of the
0: '60s. This isn't true. This. Like, that this was Batman. The, this like, was the
1: bat. This Batman was on some sort of hallucinogen most of the time.
0: Like, we've gone from like the late 30s, early 40s of like, you know, we're fighting gangsters to the silliness of the 60s. This 100% reflects what was happening. Oh, this them. was
1: this was live action cartoon, is what this was. Yeah. 100% I mean, live I, action cartoon. I love cartoon. that
0: big penguin sub. I like them flying on I, I, more penguin stuff, but like them flying on those, like umbrellas with rocket packs.
1: Just the disappointment in his voice when he talks to the guy at the Pentagon. He's like, "Oh yeah, we sold the sub to some guy named P.N. Gwen." "Oh, uh, we're just selling unlicensed subs, are we?" I love how everything though that Batman says is so condescending to other people. Like he's just like impressing his moral values on everyone. "Well, Robin, some people just don't know the value of life."
0: They may be drinkers, Robin. Yes. Like stop attacking alcohol.
1: I love alcohol.
0: Exactly. We're we're jumping ahead in time, but the Batman movie, the Robert Pattinson one, there's so many influences from like the show slash movie. The William Shakespeare bust is in there. Batman's nose, like you look at that nose, like that kind of like stitched nose that Robert Pattinson has. That's definitely from this. On the also, uh, what villains are in the Batman movie?
1: Oh, Penguin, Joker, Catwoman, Riddler, Riddler, all of them.
0: Yeah. Mm. Wow. That yeah that that rogues gallery, like they're. That is hundred percent, like the Batman, and
1: this, this Rogues Gallery, that like this made me feel like Penguin. I don't know maybe because it's like Burgess Meredith was a, the big name of the time. Like Penguin felt like he was like the top villain, and not Joker in this. They all got mothers. They all got mothers.
0: I fucking love Also, like left his stunt double, who is like much like Burt Ward's, looks nothing like him. Yeah, <laughs> just no. fucking coming in there. <laughs> Hello, I'm twice his size. Yep. <laughs> Just jumping around, but this movie is fun. I love it. It's it is, it's it's a it's a comedy. Like the Blu-ray, I don't know. Mine looks like shit. I I hope there's been a better Blu-ray printing since the one I bought. But
1: no, it was it was fun. I will give it that. It was fun. It was fun. There were moments I laughed. I was like, this is so absurd.
0: What, but in all seriousness, was there a single moment of this movie where you were like I'm bored? Like no. this this movie moves at a clip.
1: What this felt like was like four or five different little like it was like four little mini episodes of the show and he's fighting like each villain takes a crack at him miss katka yes yes. um the romance
0: uh died
1: oh yeah the romance died i can't say anything it might be compromising (laughs) and how does catwoman not like you son of a bitch you're bruce wayne how do they not figure that out
0: well they're all stupid
1: Uh, clearly yes
0: i love this movie
1: i mean entertaining as hell all right you ready to move on i'm ready to move on all right let's go from there to
0: letters to the editors other questions, number one. Damn few answers. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Make it so. Hey, if you want to ask us your own questions, you can send them to editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. Are there any public domain properties uh, you'll watch any version of? And why? For me, it's Zoro the Three Musketeers. Well, the answer is, uh, no, there is not a blanket one that I'm willing to do. Oh. Because looking at public domain characters, there are a lot that have had um, a lot of adaptations that are okay. I think for as far as stuff that's coming up, I am uh, looking forward to um, the the Maggie Gyllenhaal version of Bride of Frankenstein with Christian Bale. I hope that's good. We'll see. Mm. As far as ones that I might want to see that haven't been done, at least what currently exists within public domain. I agree. Zora was a good one. Uh, hmm. there is a wilder valderrama starring version of that i don't know like i haven't seen like what's the NCIS outside of like that hmm. 70s show i don't know him for his serious stuff is it going to be good <sighs> but like i like you know i'm going off of like the 90s like i like the zorro movies that benicio del toro did like those are good movies
1: oh the ones with um
0: i said that completely wrong it wasn't I, benicio I got, del toro it's antonio banderas yes. and i totally puss it in up. boots
1: i'm actually Going to um, say Don Diego de la Vega. Okay, expand it's Zorro. That's Zorro's real name. I also had Zorro <laughs> on my list. Uh, no, I I love the. In fact, there was actually a recent interview with um, uh, Antonio Banderas, and he would be open to doing another Zorro movie.
0: I would totally be up for that. Yeah. Also, like-
1: I love those the swashbuckling Zorro movies. They were so much fun. Uh, and uh, Anthony Hopkins was in the first one, The Mask of Zorro. The Legend of Zorro was kind of a little like little hokey and i would have liked to see i'm it, fine you know.
0: with hokey though i like i like, I like hokey. We, we just talked about batman the movie i fucking love hokey
1: yeah i mean clearly a mask and a black hat are all that he needs to like hide his self but... but there's
0: so much stuff like the three musketeers have been tried multiple times sherlock holmes has been you know yeah beaten to death there's like so many public like dracula frankenstein like we've yeah. seen all this shit a million times so it's hard for me to get excited about stuff like that Zorro, I think, still can be an interesting one. Um, Robert Rodriguez was supposed to be doing like a female Zorro. There's also talk about like a which has been shit canned. uh, there was talk about like a future Zorro. I'm like, okay, like if you want to take a concept and do a fun twist on it, which I am not talking about like, you know, Winnie the Pooh, like blood and honey, or like Bambi, but it's bloody, or Tinkerbell, but she's on cocaine. Like that shit does nothing for me. I don't care about that. I'm not gonna watch it.
1: What about Cthulhu? is that i mean that's in public yep dagger the desert hawk yeah. uh there's other there was one other one on here that's on this list that it, i mean we had one kind of recently uh we've had a couple of them but i feel like we haven't really had a really really good one it's been a while robin hood
0: yeah i think that's i looked at that and that's a maybe like we had that russell crowe one and there's been other attempts yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you can do it, interestingly, I guess, but I'm I'm not that excited about uh The two that I saw in public domain, I'm like, okay, we haven't had like these in a while, and also we haven't had ones that necessarily are kind of like scratching my itch. I would go with Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh. Or Jekyll, depending on your pronunciation yeah. of uh, the old movies. I think there's still something there. Like, what was the last good one of those we ever saw? Because, I mean, you could totally lean into, like, horror like if you go back to you know stuff from like there was one in the 30s there was one in the 40s those are both fucking great yeah and i don't think there's been a good one since the 40s so we got some space and time in there that look good for you know Jekyll and Hyde uh the other one that kind of popped out to me looking at public domain would be uh phantom of the opera uh-huh. which again i don't think we've really seen
1: a good one they had a movie adaptation of the musical not that long ago.
0: Well, I, but, I mean, not, not, the, probably not the No, none of this Frank Frank, Lord, Frank Lloyd Frank Lloyd Weber. Blah, 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 blah. Frank, yes, Fr- old Frank, the old boy Frank, Frankie boy. There hasn't really been an iconic one since the silent era, and I could. Uh, <laughs> that wasn't a musical. I would like to see like an actual horror version, modern horror version. Uh, doing Phantom of the Opera, I think that could, there's still some life in there because so many of these other, you know, public domain stuff, like you can look at the lists mm-hmm. that exist and a lot of them have resulted in okay movies. There's a lot of okay public domain movies, even if they're big budget. Yeah. Like, you know, Three Musketeers, like that one with like Orlando Bloom a couple of years ago, like that, mm. it's not a good movie. It's
1: okay. I like the Disney one from the nineties this- with Kiefer Sutherland and- uh charlie sheen before he went like super crazy
0: i mean i wasn't even tempted to say like king Chris arthur O'Donnell, but i mean there was that king arthur movie what like two three years ago yeah it was like
1: with charlie hunnam and jude law
0: yeah just like a bunch of okay movies in the public domain like i think and that's the stuff that puts me off is like okay it's it's whatever yeah no give me it's, some Zorro. Zorro, i think is Zorro or robin hood probably the you know, has the most fertile ground. And, you know, if you can give me a good Jekyll and Hyde, if you can give me a good Phantom of the Opera, I, you know, like, I don't really need to see another, even though we are getting, like, multiple Frankensteins coming out and multiple Draculas coming out.
1: Oh, another one, Captain Nemo, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. That'd be kind of interesting.
0: But how much can you do with that? Like, without just, you know, if you want to take a wild and crazy spin, sure. Like, I don't know what that is, but if you are sticking kind... (sighs) That's a, a hard question because... If you aren't taking a wild spin, like, I hate some of the wild spins. Like, I, I'm i mm. never going to watch, like, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Like, fuck that.
1: Yeah. but Or the new Steamboat Willie one.
0: Yeah, like, any of that stuff. Like, that does nothing for me. But if you can give me a, honest to God, good adaptation of what art exists, or if you want to go crazy in a direction that isn't just, like, a stupid slasher, which, to be fair, I love slashers. Like, yeah. I've, I have seen... So many slasher movies. I cannot describe how many slasher movies I've seen. A few. A lot. Yes. (laughs) I have seen so many. But the idea of like twisting like old stuff into slashers like does nothing for me. I don't know. So I guess my choices would be Zorro, Jekyll and Hyde, Phantom of the Opera. Those are the ones that stand out to me. Maybe a King Arthur, but even that's been kind of done to death. There we
1: go. We're done. We're done. That's the show. Zorro. (laughs) That was my. That was my uh, name in eighth grade Spanish. We got to choose Spanish names. I chose Zorro. And I just put Zs on all my papers. Fantastic. All right. If you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editor's note comics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day when we record it. Uh, I think we just said when we record it, the day of recording. Plus, you also get access to things behind the paywall, such as uh, Buffy Back Issue Bin, Podge of the Dark Tower. A
0: new episode has been recorded. I just haven't edited it yet.
1: That's coming up as well. Uh, Plus, you can interview us, interact with us. You can also interview us, I guess, but interact with the show by rate, reviewing, and subscribing on your favorite podcasting platform. And you can email us editorsnotecomics at gmail.com or find us on the social medias. Just look up Zach at editorsnotecomics.
0: Yeah, and you're there at Junior Rich. Yay! A man talking about a football team from years ago. Oh, yes. Little of those glory days. We're back next week uh, for Dune. It's Dune 2. do not miss it. Is that your stomach? Yes, I'm hungry. I don't think anyone else could hear that but me, but good
1: lord. Don't miss it. (laughs) All right, we'll be back. The sandworm is in my stomach. (laughs) Not that popcorn bucket, though. All right, bye, kids.
0: Bye-bye.